Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. We're so excited today because we are literally going to talk about the sine qua non of the radical Christian life. The, and the, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me why we are inserting Latin I, into the title? You know, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> you came Wait, it doesn't surprise <laughs> you that I asked you. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You came after me because I love using these words, you know, that it makes you sound intelligent. That's <laughs> that's why you use them, you know. Even if you're not, if you just <laughs> use them, people are like, what's he talking Latin for? I don't know Latin. I can't read Latin, but I know the phrase sine qua non. Yeah. yeah. So what is Without which that? not is literally what it translates. And it's the idea and it's used in what is the most important thing. What uh, is the, yes. the key thing? And the key thing here we're talking about, the radical Christian life, is humility. Oh. And it comes from a really good question. Well, you caught my right attention Right from Tampa. Yeah, sure. there you go. It so that's is. what I hope I did to you who are listening. You're yes. wanting to know what <laughs> That's is this our form of clickbait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sure <laughs> works so well, but Maybe that's why know. we haven't met the uh, 1 million subscribers yeah, yet. But, well, uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> It's a whole different issue. Okay, we have a question today right here from our current hometown of Tampa, Florida. This is a great heartfelt question, and we love it, but it really did lead us into what we really do want to talk about, which is a part of our own, um, our... Yeah, our humility (laughs) are the issues that we deal with. Yeah. So I was just humbled there. I could not pull up the word. Thank you for jumping in. Yeah, that's okay. Usually I jump across the couch and give you a hug right now and say, okay, it's going to be okay. (laughs) But I can't do this with the headphones on. Uh, Yeah, exactly. So let's see if I could just read the question and get into it. So the question is, how do you deal with pride? I have noticed my pride more as I have started living a life for the Lord and that I try to live by his truth. I noticed it when I see other Christians around me being either sinful or acting in a way that I don't think is right. Then I start to judge and I even question, why do they get to do that? And it seems like they don't suffer any of the consequences. I hate to admit this about myself, but I am starting to realize it and I want to understand more of maybe the root of this and some of the good tools to be able to combat it. My pride isn't necessarily outward, but it is definitely inward, which I think can be dangerous because I can hide it. I don't want to be prideful, and I actually hate it when I realize I'm doing it just sometimes, and it's so hard to feel that way. That is uh, such a heartfelt question. You can just hear her heart, or I think it was a woman, uh, the heart of this email that just is coming through, um, and and we need to we need to be authentic Christians like this. Yes. That we struggle, that we are dealing with things, and it's not just a head intellectual issue, but it also affects our our whole life. Our yeah. Body, soul, yeah. mind, and spirit, and all it that. It really so. is such a huge topic because if we were honest with it, most of us deal with this in some form. Yeah. <laughs> really? If you don't, then I would say that's probably, all of us yeah. deal with this in some form. Yeah, just do you recognize it or not? Because this is, it's the original sin. It's what Satan, Satan wanted to ascend to the throne and be like God. It was pride that fell, uh, that Satan fell. And when he tempted Adam and Eve, how did he tempt them? They, you will become like God, knowing good and evil. And so that yeah. pride that got into Adam and Eve, that they wanted to be something that God did not want them to be. And 
that pride took over. And so with us, we, and if you don't want to say that you're struggling with pride, then you probably really want to listen to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just admit it. And, yeah. and it's such a huge topic because we know what God feels about pride. It's so clear in the scriptures. Yeah. In Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, it says that there are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven, which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes is the first. Yeah. Haughty eyes and it goes on lying tongue and other things. But we want to focus on the very first one because it does. Yeah. Can I actually read the yeah. whole passage? Yep. I want to do that because I just, it, it actually is a really favorite passage of mine. There are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven, which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. Yeah, those those are great ver, uh, words to for you to um, to study and learn. Because if God hates them, we yeah. should hate them too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, think about that, that word abomination. Yeah. I mean, what does that actually mean? It's detestable. Yeah. Like yeah. it's morally detestable. Yeah. Um, and the first one is pride. Yeah. And I think the irony of this and why I wanted to read the passage was, you know, we tend to um, pick and choose our abominable sins, <laughs> you know, porn, you know, whatever, put it in yeah. there. But, you know, these are things that all of us, if we actually took a step back and looked at, would probably say we're dealing with one of these. Yeah. yeah. You know, gossip. God hates gossip gossip that the person who spreads spread strife among the brothers yeah or sisters and sisters <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah but anyway uh, i know i got us off track a little bit i want to jump back on to this because we're talking about pride today and so haughty eyes no well, no actually you brought up i'm glad you did that because i uh, i think we want to go down that rabbit trail for a second it isn't so much we just want to okay i don't want pride in my life i don't want i want to be humble and not have pride i think we need to take it to the next step of what that verse says we need to hate pride. It needs to be detestable to us, an abominable thing to us. Not just mm. like, oh, I just don't want it in my life. It's like, it should make us disgusted. That's kind of what that idea of, you know, abomination. It's a, it's mm. a disgustable, despicable, it's detestable to God. It's like not going to be in his presence. That's what it says. No sin will dwell in his presence because he, it's such a horrifying thing. I would, that's not. I'm not putting horrifying on God as an attribute. I'm putting it on us, though, to how we should react. Yeah. If we see pride in ourselves or in somebody else, like, ooh, that is not a good thing. No, it isn't. Yeah, and, and James 4, 6 kind of comes from the opposite corner. Um, kind of, okay, how does God oppose? Like, what does that look like? Why don't you jump in on that, Doug? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, actually, I had that. I told talked to you when we were talking about opposing and stuff. God is actually opposing those who are prideful. And James four six, which is a quote mm. from. I mean, this is literally uh, it's it's referenced in a different places in the pro, uh, Old Testament Proverbs. I think it's four thirty four, but you'll have to look it up. Mm. So have a good Bible. If your Bible has little number here, maybe some people don't know this. If you have a good study Bible. It'll probably have little um, letters by certain words in your verses, and then it'll have a cross-reference section if you have a cross-reference Bible. And you'll see James 4, 6, where it says, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Where it says, God is opposed to the proud, you'll see that this is literally quoting from the Old Testament. In mm. different, and it comes from different places. I think Proverbs 4 is a, the most famous one. 
Because this is a big theme, just like we read, God hates it. And he's opposed to those who are proud. He he lifts up the humble. We know that God loves the humble. He gives grace, it says, to the humble there. So I want God's grace. I don't want to be against God. I don't want to be in a boxing match and God's mm. in the other corner fighting. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good visual. Because he wins, right? Yes. Yes. And he so, always wins. Yeah. But there's an interesting word in there, greater grace. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about that and like, what does that actually mean? What do, you, what do you mean greater grace? How can you have anything greater than grace? But I think, I think what that is saying to us is by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the greater grace to obey. Yeah. So we don't have to live in pride, right? Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We can be different. Because if you look at the context right before, he's talking about do not love the world nor the things of the world. I mean, Actually, it's the first, uh, you, you adulteresses, and you, whoever makes himself a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Mm. But how you do that? By God's greater grace, by mm-hmm. the greater grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean we won't be tempted. That's The sin is not being tempted. No. The sin is that we fall into it. Yes. So there's a greater grace to help us. That's wow. the encouragement. That, that's a whole podcast right there, because so many people feel guilty about temptation. Yes. G- how, why Just would you because we were tempted. Jesus we, was tempted. Yeah. Did he do anything wrong? No. no. You're not doing anything wrong when you are tempted. Now, when you act upon it, now you have a second yeah. issue we have to talk about. Yeah. But don't feel guilt. Don't let Satan get into you because you're being tempted by yeah. something. <laughs> let me God go always gives us a way out, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. I, I, I had an awkward moment the other day of, uh, uh, can I say it? This will be awkward. I don't know what you're going to okay, say. Okay, this is going to get me in trouble. And I, <laughs> oh, great. You're going to want to end the podcast, but I'm not. We're going to say it. You can't see me kicking him under the table. But, <laughs> but what, remember, well, I'll use this illustration. I won't use what happened the other day. Remember we were walking down the uh, mall about four years ago, and a girl came by in one of the most outrageous outfits we've ever seen. I mean, a prostitute would have wore more clothes than what she had on in the middle of a mall, remember? Mm, yeah. And we both, both walked by. And I, and you know, we both noticed her. I said, Mm -hmm. and I stopped remembering what I said. What's the difference between you and I? We both looked at it, but Mm -hmm. I feel guilty because I looked. Mm. I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) And that's what that's like. See, I was tempted to want to lust after. I didn't. But the curiosity of looking, of course, just came. Right. And that was a great moment for me to just. It was. I remember 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 we had a great discussion. (laughs) Those are the kind of things we discuss when we're out, too. So it's not just on our couch (laughs) having coffee. (laughs) And so don't feel guilty about temptation. Feel guilty about if you then indulge in that temptation. That's right. The action that would come after it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that has to do with humility. I don't know either. But (laughs) But it sounded good. And uh, (laughs) be careful when you walk down the mall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Always. Well, there's truth in that. Boy, no kidding. So, but. The book we want to encourage you, in 30-minute podcasts, we can't answer all your questions about humility and pride and that, but we really encourage you to read one of the great um, writers of Christian literature, Andrew Murray. That's M-U-R-R-A-Y, Andrew Murray. And you wrote a book, and it's titled Humility. Mm. So I'm sure if you Google uh, Humility and Andrew Murray, uh, it'll come right up. It will. It'll be one of the top. Well, of course, if you put his name in title, it's going to come up first. Okay, yeah. That was a brilliant deduction on mine. <laughs> We're quick today. <laughs> yeah. But even if I was thinking of, even if you missmell it, it'll still come up. because Smell is- it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we never start over once yeah. we start these. We yeah. do not edit. So you're yeah. kind of stuck with us well, today. I think we did one time because it was so bad. We didn't want to get banned yeah, by the true. FCC yeah, or something. <laughs> so awkward. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew Murray, Humility, it's a game changer book, and we highly encourage you if you want to 
dive deeper into humility and to battle this issue of pride that we all struggle yeah, with. That's yeah. the one. So let's talk about the first act of the mind because oh, Doug God. always teaches this. And when I took his... You are so cute. Just even <laughs> saying the first act of the mind. That's so well, actually, this changed my life when I first learned this when you taught it at a seminary years ago and I was actually in your class. And it taught me about understanding words. Yeah. And I do that all the time with people, like literally in conversations all the time. I say, what do you mean by that word? Because we don't often have the same understanding of it which usually leads to confusion and sometimes conflict because we're fighting over things that we don't even know we're fighting yeah. over. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like, what do we mean by humility? Because that's that seems like a what I think about. If I would just think about the word, I think of somebody like groveling. Oh, I'm on no the good. Ground. I'm nothing. Yeah. Oh, you know, like you go up. Oh, that was a beautiful song you just sang. You know, oh, it wasn't me. It was God. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know the famous answer. Oh, God has a better voice than you. So don't take that much credit. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, yeah, that's so, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, the, the the definition of humility you'll hear the most, especially in church circles, is. Uh, this phrase, humility is thinking is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Mm. And that mm. became popular by a few modern writers who've really used it in the last 30 years. And mm -hmm. I, I actually, there's a famous sermon that somebody says that, and they almost always attribute, well, they all do, they attribute it to C.S. Lewis. But C.S. Lewis did not actually say that, use that phrase. So um, you can use it, and you'll hear that, and you by many, uh, in fact, some famous books have it in there by C.S. Lewis saying, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Mm. Um, but it always makes me wonder if they didn't do enough research, should we read the rest of the book, that they didn't get it right. Because the That's a scholar talking. <laughs> that's a, Keep a, going. Judgmentalism. I, I repent <laughs> no, of that it's pride. Just, yes, the teacher talking. Because what I think is, what well, reason I, I bring it up, it's so important to, to think rightly about humility. Mm -hmm. And I think Lewis actually got it right in his exact quote, not the misquote that people give to him. Mm. And let me read the context before I read the quote. Uh, Lewis actually wrote, do not imagine that if you meet a really humble man, he will be what most people call humble nowadays. He will not be a sort of greasy, smarmy person <laughs> who is always telling you that, of course, he is nobody. Probably all you will think about him is that he seemed a cheerful, intelligent chap who took a real interest in what you said to him. If you do not, if you dislike him, sorry, if you dislike him, it will be because you feel a little envious of anyone who seems to enjoy life so easily. And then here's the quote. He will not be thinking about humility. He will not be thinking about himself at all. I mm. like that. He will not be thinking about himself at all. Wow. Okay. That's pretty convicting. Yeah, it really is. and Because uh, I think I spend most of the time thinking about myself, yeah. if I'm honest, or how something affects me, or my feelings, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because it's all about us. Mm. And that's what this just feeds into. We've talked about it in other podcasts, the narcissistic self that's all around us today. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, so if you've ever seen the famous YouTube channel, a uh, uh, YouTube clip of Matt Chandler saying, you're not David, you know, the Bible's <laughs> not about you. The David's an image and type of shadow of Jesus Christ. You mm -hmm. know, we identify more with the, the Israelites who are hiding in the corner, afraid of Goliath. It was Jesus, <laughs> yeah. the type of Jesus who comes and slays the dra uh, demons and the giants in our lives. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah, it, yeah it just, that was a kind of rabbit trail <laughs> a good one though i yeah. liked it yeah because it's not thinking about ourselves at all right yeah, exactly so, so uh the first point we i think we 
should always start off understanding the words correctly is what we mean by humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So really our understanding of biblical humility is to not simply think about myself, but the welfare of the other person. I mean, that's our, that's our really our first point in this is biblical humility means thinking of others first. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that simple of like, I'm not going to think about me. I'm going to think about them. What do they need? How can I help them? What can yeah. I do in this situation? You know, it just popped in my head of, you know, Matthew 22, where love God, love others. Yeah. He doesn't say love yourself. Well, yeah, he does love your neighbor as yourself. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes, I guess so. Those kind of go together. Yeah. But the point being is, yeah. it really is about other people. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. You're right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Don't yeah. want to appear biblically illiterate. Um, because when we do love ourselves, we usually yeah. can love others better. Yeah. So, yeah. Th- and that's the thing. So, uh, pride is just a re a reality and, and don't miss how our world, especially in the advertisement world, how they try to make it about you and try to build yeah. up your pride. You, you will know be something if you buy this car, yeah. man, if you buy this uh, line of clothing, if you wear this makeup, if you do your hair this way, you will be somebody, you will be noticed. Mm. And then they just, they feed on pride. That's yeah. what Madison Avenue was built on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been reading through the Old Testament prophets. That's always uh-huh. <laughs> wonderful and very hard because you... Uh, wow, you've been pretty cheerful lately. I'm surprised. <laughs> I know. I, Usually I, I have that. to balance those, but I decided I was a little bit on one side, then I go to the other. Um, but one of the things that I really noticed throughout the Old Testament prophets, the major and the minor prophets, where it, it really calls out the me first kind of idea, because I think the thing behind that is that personal sin always affects a society. If we don't think that the degeneration of our moral society in everything that's going on in our personal life, in people's personal lives, doesn't affect the society, we're very wrong. And I was really kind of contemplating that and just saying, you know, it really is, I believe, the spirit of narcissism. It's the spirit of the age, isn't it? Yes, it really is. Satan fell because he was prideful. And, you know, it's just such an interesting thing to me that, you know, Satan doesn't use new tactics. He's, you know, he's not creative, but he's very consistent. That's great. Yeah, he is consistent. That's exactly right. And one of the areas, um, well, before we go on to that, I just want to go back to that, that email. We were talking about how it was so heartfelt. Mm. And uh, but I, I, if I could talk to the the person, I would say to them, don't let your feelings dictate if you're prideful or not. Okay, mm. you know, just because you don't feel humble doesn't mean you aren't. Actually, just by her, yeah, it was a her, right? It was yeah. a her, yeah. Just by her writing that email shows it she's probably not prideful if she's willing to admit it and struggle with yeah. it. Most yeah. prideful people would be appalled if you even bring up that there might be a hint of pride in them because mm-hmm. that's their that's the area <laughs> they're showing their pride so because it's feelings that don't de- determine humility it's actions that determine humility yeah now, of course feelings play into that but. yeah yeah i want to jump on that for a minute because i think this is such a personal thing that i recognize in my own life as i grow c- closer to jesus and i've walked with him for many years i can hide this pretty well yeah to be honest, most people probably wouldn't see that in me, but I see the ugliness of my own heart. And if all of you who are listening would take a step back and say that, that it's what she brought up is, okay, we're not acting upon it, but we don't even want to feel it. Yeah. So can you speak into that a little bit, Doug? Because, uh, you know, I th- I think that can be a little bit of confusion 
can cause a little confusion with what we said, you know, just because we're tempted, all of a sudden we are prideful. What does yeah. that, what does well, that mean? You, you can't act on your feelings. That's the key. Uh, so yes, the Lord sees the heart. We, we don't minimize what Jesus mm-hmm. said, you know, right. if you lust, if you commit, you know, anger, you're committing murder. We don't want to minimize that. So right. yes. So yes, deal with the pride that's in your heart uh, mm-hmm. and that and the feelings with it. But again, mostly if you're wrestling with it, then, then you've already won. Because hmm. again, hmm. Pri- if you have you met a prideful That's person, because there's probably you, some conviction yeah. have about you, it. Have you ever confronted a prideful person? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Bible is very <laughs> clear in the Proverbs. Well. Yeah, you don't. You're rebuking a fool, and it's going to come back on you. Yeah. And they're not going to listen to you. They're going to hate you. It's all these different things because the foolish person is prideful, and they mm. don't want to hear the truth. And mm-hmm. so uh, the 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 feelings. Actually, you can turn that into a good thing of like, okay, I'm feeling this way. Well, mm. the other thing is I love to remind people about feelings. You're having a war within you, mm-hmm. right? You have a war. We're yeah. warring with our flesh, our souls being yes. war. Well, the Holy Spirit inside you is bringing these feelings out and wrestling with it. And why are you feeling like I'm feeling bad? Uh, she, you know, she right. I'm feeling bad about mm-hmm. this. Okay, that's mm-hmm. showing the Holy Spirit's actually working. Yeah. And it's convicting and it's cleansing and it's moving you to be in the spirit of humility. Mm. And that's actually a good thing. It actually really is, yeah. isn't it? Because if we're complacent and we don't think about it, then we're probably not attuned to the conviction of the Holy Spirit or what he's trying to do in the deeper yeah. things, right? Yeah, exactly. So, mm. so again, it's not feelings, it's actions that they're going to show your pride. Okay. Yeah. And, and we, we wrote down some, cause I just was we thinking did. some brainstorming of like, what are some ways that we show pride mm-hmm. that we might show that we're yeah. not really actually humble people? Yeah. Yeah. I think the first one is that you don't listen. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You talk all the time. You dominate. You don't want to hear what the other person has to yeah. say. And I would even add, I would say, do you seek to understand or are you just worried about what you're going to say next? Yeah. The Bible has a lot to say in the book of Proverbs about talking too much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Proverbs ten nineteen. you know, with many words, transgression is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Mm. And what does uh, our pastor always say? He loves to say the most important person in the room should do the most talking. Mm. And, mm. Uh, and if you think you're the most important person, then take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's that might be point, point number two, but it's not point number two. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Second thing we talked about when we were just brainstorming on this is you argue a lot because you always have to be right and you never admit you're wrong. That's a clear sign you're dealing with. Yeah, pride. it really is because yeah. nobody is right 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. a great test with that. It's just when is the last time you've owned up or if somebody's confronted you, have you, how did you respond? Did you get defensive? And we've worked on that. That's actually a rabbit trail moment too. Of mm-hmm. if you're ever told you're wrong, if you've ever been confronted with something, first thing is keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything back. Mm-hmm. It's your pride that's usually going to react mm-hmm. defensive. You know, who are you to tell me? Then you attack and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Just step back and see if there's truth in it. Yeah. And you know, I we love to use this phrase: when kicked by a mule, consider the source. Okay, I'm looking. <laughs> This is an older, yeah. wiser person who's walked with Jesus years, and they're rebuking me. Mm. Mm, I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. There's some young punk who doesn't know their right hand from their left hand, and they're telling me how wrong I am. And, and their uh, life doesn't. Yeah, their life doesn't show. I'm still going to not argue back. I'm right. still. I'm going to consider it. I'm going to listen mm-hmm. to what they said, but right. I probably won't listen to it as much as the sort. You know, the, looking at the source of somebody who I really admire and walks with God. Yeah. 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 And number three, when you walk into a room, you seek the person or people with status. Yeah. Are you one of those? Are mm. you one of those who are wanting to hang out with the, 
the power people or the rich people mm -hmm. or that don't 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 yeah that, that jesus was hanging out with the sinners he was yes. hanging out with the the least the, of these yeah, yeah always yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, you know do you throw around names you know i love that yeah. well so and so or this is my friend or whatever but um, you know just really be careful about I that i was with the guy recently and he name dropped some famous pastor like oh yeah <laughs> i was like what what am i impressed yeah oh, he's just a man too he just happened to get a book signing that worked, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. But uh, <laughs> why did you bring his name? It was hilarious. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. The other one is I love to, to are you willing to do menial tasks? Mm. Men, I love that. Are, are you willing to humble yourself and serve in your house? Do you do some basic chores and things around the house that your, your kids are seeing a model of servitude or yeah, you washing great. the dishes or you're helping put away clothes after they're washed or folding and I mean, just, there's all sorts of things yeah, at yeah. work or church. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we don't think that people watch us in our workplaces, mm -hmm. we are sadly mistaken. It's probably the strongest testimony we have for good or for bad. Yeah. I, when I'm always impressed when I watch somebody stop and pick up trash. Yes. <laughs> just a little act of, hey, they want to make the life they're they're willing to be a trashman, right. <laughs> trash collector, yeah. you know, to 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 make the place look better. Yeah. Uh, we're not and above are you seeking anything. approval for those things? I yeah. you know, I'm gonna have to confess a little thing here is um a couple weeks ago I led an event and did all the behind the scenes work and really worked hard and the main person came up and just you know, spoke some words. Got all the accolades. They didn't seek the accolades, that wasn't it. But you know, boy, did jealousy rise up in me and really it, it was pride yeah and i boy i had to i had to stuff that down really quick but not just stuff it down like i had to confess it yeah yeah because we're all so when we're saying this you may not be this person but you may be attacked in these areas yeah yeah oh there's somebody important i'm gonna try and be with okay you're being attempted no I mean, you get an opportunity. What does the Bible say? Jesus says, when you go into a, the synagogue, he's talking about, don't try and sit in the front row. Mm. Sit in the back. And then if okay. you get asked to the front, you have mm. dignity. But yeah. if you sit in the front and they ask you to move back, ooh, it's embarrassing, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. the same thing. Let God exalt you. Yeah. you know, he will, it says in the, in the Bible, right. that at the proper time. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next one's a, a, my, one of my pet peeves. Oh, ones. mine too. So, yeah. This so, is a strong one. Yeah. yeah. How do you treat customer service people? Uh, we go out with some people to a restaurant and to hear how, I'm just going to call it out, Christians who are supposed to love people, to hear them bark orders at a waiter or waitress, mm -hmm. I just cringe. And sometimes we've said things and they just look at us like, what are you talking about? They're here to serve me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You no, know, you're ultimately here to serve them yeah. as a Christian. Yeah. yeah they, not, they can bring you your food. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But, the barista at Starbucks. Yeah. You're yeah. the receptionist at the doctor's office. You get yeah. frustrated with something, you know, yeah. you take it out on that person. Yeah. You know, I think that most sometimes that we don't realize that our greatest testimony is when we're unsuspecting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard a story years ago and it, it, st it stuck with me. I, in fact, I'm bringing it up right now. <laughs> this is how much it stuck with me of a guy was going in for a job interview and they, they, uh, told him, Hey, the receptionary is being fixed. The uh, uh, secretary said, you need to sit in this room or kind of our like janitor's closet and stuff. So he's in there and he's thinking he's preparing for this big interview for this powerful job. Well, the janitor come in and was making all sorts of noise. And this guy's getting real irritated. And he kind of, hey, buddy, do you, do you need to do that right now? I, I, I'm trying to prepare for this interview. And, and the janitor, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I bothered. Well, thanks. Could, could you just leave me alone? Just kind of talk down to him. Mm. 
well, you know how the story went then. When he went in for the interview, that janitor was the CEO who was interviewing him, and mm-hmm. he didn't get the job. Mm. And I think that the re- why that stuck with me is that actually was a true story. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. You remember that because yeah. we talked about it over the I years. I read lots of leadership books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and and uh, so, well, that's good to know. It wasn't a fable. Uh, what that means is how I'm treating somebody. Maybe that's. I'm literally Jesus is in them. Yeah. Saying and you how know, I'm going to treat them. Now oh, that sounds weird theology, but I'm just saying well, they're no, a person in know, the image of God. Yeah, how, exactly. Yeah. And we might be the only Jesus that that person ever sees. Yeah. And so we really have to think about that. Yeah. Like what are, how, how are we treating people? Yeah. Are we prideful? Do we yeah. treat them as less than? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Do you ever ask questions? That's a, that's a telltale sign for me. I was out recently with a man. Who that's said, another point. He wasn't asking me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's the yeah. point. I was out with a man recently and you know, he said he wanted to meet with me and he was just, I wanted, and we got together. And in fact, you called me up and said, Hey, how was the meeting? I said, I know a lot more about that man than he knows about me. I mm. never said a word, never mm. asked me a question. I'm, but if you've ever been with me, I love to ask questions because I yeah. want that person to tell me yeah, about them. Yeah, you're great about that. Oh, I don't want that sounds, there, there's my pride no. coming out. I just bragged on myself. Yeah. But I, <laughs> well, I bragged on you too. <laughs> but this is a goal to show, to try and practice humility. Yeah. Do you come back from a meeting with a person knowing more about them than mm. they do you? Mm-hmm. That's one of my goals because mm-hmm. that shows that I was willing to listen to them mm-hmm. and we all That's like good. to talk about ourselves. And we so do. I wanted them to be happy when it was ultimately done. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, so, uh, so all these, you want to see a great place you can see all these at, not maybe the question stuff, uh, driving on the road. <laughs> there you go. That is my, alt- because are you thinking about the other person? Are you willing to take the step down approach? Are you willing to humble, stop, let the car out that's been waiting in line to get through and the car behind you is honking because they're in a hurry and why are you letting that guy out? Are you that person who zooms around everyone and cuts them off because you're actually more important than them? Mm. You know, are you the, oh, you want to get me honking at you? I, I don't honk, you know that. You're, you, you don't, you're no. not a honker. They throw, they throw <laughs> trash out the window. Oh. I've, I've, yeah, luckily I haven't been shot yet by somebody pulling <laughs> yeah. their gun out, me going up to them. It's like, you're not thinking about anyone else but yourself mm. when you do those things. It's just little acts that show pride. Yeah. 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 So. And you know, we've, we noticed that a lot in, in, to be honest, in third world countries that we've been in is the societal breakdown is that when people stop thinking about each other, they push, they shove, they, you know, if you've ever been in an airport with an airline that is going to, um, a, a different country that might be a little more third world, you know, and people just shove their way in, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just an interesting th- thing to see how we treat each other. Is it me first? <laughs> I was trying to get on a bus in one of those countries one time and it was coming up uh, in a very special holiday and everyone was trying to rush to get home and I'm trying to get on this bus from downtown <laughs> and I'm joking. It was my first yeah. time. And remember I told you, these ladies, these, you know, old ladies are like literally They'll elbowing me. Yeah, they yeah. Were pushing. Trust me. And I literally for a half an hour tried to get on. I didn't get on because I was trying to be polite. Mm. And then I realized if I wanted to ride the bus, <laughs> I've got to throw some old ladies on. <laughs> oh, oh man, that was so awkward. So, But I got on the bus. So. Yeah, cross-cultural yeah, learning is yeah. not always so easy. So those are just some of the things we want you to um, to wrestle with. Now, what we yeah, want to do I want in the to next- actually go over those once more really quick. Okay, great. You don't listen. You argue a lot because you're always right. When you walk into a room, you seek the people with status. You never do a menial task. You treat customer service people badly or like nobody's, and you never ask a question. 
Yeah. So think about that. Yeah. So think about that as you wrestle with it. And then what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to come back next week and listen to our next podcast. Cause there we're going to talk about the three things that we have placed in our life to help us remind uh, to, to help remind us how to live humble before the Lord. Yeah. And so uh, come back next week and you got the first half to examine yourself and next oh, week. Oh, I want to jump in with a good verse. On this, Psalm 139, 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. So maybe the next week you want to pray that. Yeah. God, what's in the depths of our heart? So we'll end with that today. We hope that you will join us next week because we're going to have the continuation of how to deal with pride. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say... Do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.